Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. It's such a joy to be with all of you this morning. And I am excited for today. How many of you are excited for the New Year service? I can't wait for the New Year service. I don't know about you, but... I know we are not done with 2022. We are still, uh, you know, just entered the last month of this year. But I am excited and looking forward for the next year because of the theme probably that we are aware of. I am just super excited about 2022. How many of us really have seen a revival and restoration in our lives some way or the other? Amen. 2022 has been such a phenomenal. I'm sure we've gone through trouble. I'm sure we've gone through tests. I'm sure we've gone through pain. But in the midst of that, I'm sure we would have seen some kind of revival, some kind of restoration, some healing, some miracle. It's so good to have some family members back here with us. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to know that God's word is true. Amen. And so today I'm here. Uh, to get you excited about something that has been very precious in my heart. I've been meditating on this word glory all through 2022. I've been asking the Lord, show me more of your glory. Help me to understand what it means to carry the weightiness of God, to have his nature permeate into my surroundings. Help me to understand what is your plan in and through my life and through the church, through all of us. And uh, so I've been meditating on this word glory and today's message is titled tested for glory. Amen. (laughs) I know most of us don't like this word test. I don't like test papers. I never enjoyed my examination days uh, in school or in college. I never looked forward. Yay, bring it on teacher. Give me those papers. I'm just waiting to write because I wasn't prepared, you know. And uh, unlike many of you that are well prepared for your exams, you know, I wasn't that prepared. Please don't learn from me, children especially. I want to... uh, you. You to look at Sajan and many others who, you know, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I mean, many of those ustads, you know, those people that probably would love to study. I somehow wanted to finish my examinations, you know, and get over with it. Not even looking forward for the results. I never liked the results. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. And so today's title, um, the message is titled Tested for Glory. And I want us to remember Uh, I want us to look at Romans chapter 9 verse 23 where it says God has created us for his glory. God has made each and every one of us, you and I, for his glory. And this should settle this fact. You and I are called and created, wired to carry his glory, to carry his weightiness, to, to be his representatives on earth. And we've been hearing that the it is time. For the Ecclesia to arise, for his church, for his bride, for you and me to arise as his children, as his daughters, as his sons on earth. And I am excited every time I hear that. I'm like, God, you are waiting for me to arise. I don't even feel qualified. I don't even feel that I am. You know, uh, I really thank God for the worship team. Let's give it up to them. I mean, I enjoyed the time of worship. I am a child of God. I am his son. I am his daughter. And that is the truth of in God's word. So uh, Romans 8, 19 says, All of creation is longing so that you and I would arise in glory. Amen. That's what Romans 8, 19 says. The earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revelation of the sons of... Can you imagine yourself walking down the road and there are these dogs and cats and, you know, all these animals and they're like looking at you and they're like, come on, son of God, come on, daughter of God, rise up, rise up, rise up to your potential, rise up and be what God wants you to be. But that's the truth. That's what the Bible says. I remember a story some time back. Uh, it's a, it's supposed to be an, a real incident. I'm sure some of you would have heard this. There was this group that went to visit the zoo. And uh, so they went from one cage to the other. And uh, so one when they came to the cage where the lion was shut, suddenly this lion, it's a long story, okay, cut short. This lion suddenly roars, 
roars in such a way that the authorities come running and they're like what did you do did you aggra- aggravate this lion what did you do do you throw something you know so they were asking this this crowd and so they were like we didn't do anything we just came there and we were just watching the lion i know my, i love lions you know lion king is my favorite movie hallelujah <laughs> sorry for those who are holy and reverent i love lion king and <laughs> lion king do you know who you are i am sorry that's not from the bible that's from lion king okay if you do not know who you are i mean the just watch lion king you would understand who you are and uh, so they they said that we just came to this cage and as soon as they came in there the lion starts roaring and then this authority said that usually the lion roars in this particular way when it gets excited yeah and this is what the scripture says then i am sure this lion roared because he suddenly saw and these group the group was believers they were sons and daughters of god as soon as the lion saw the sons and daughters walking they're like whoa i mean not like that but you know the way that it was excited and that is exactly what happens and this is something that happened is what i heard and i am sure that is what exactly these the, the, the scripture says all of creation is waiting for you and i to arise in our full potential in what god has entrusted us to be revelation chapter 5 and verse 10 says god has called us to be kings and priests unto him look to your neighbor and say hey you're a king say it as if you mean it hey i am looking at a king or a queen depending on what you want to yeah we are all called to be kings and priests whether we feel it whether we acknowledge it whether we believe it or not god has called us to become his kings his representatives i was thinking about this and i was like god i am sure nobody would want to appoint somebody to be a king if they don't uh, prove themselves to be a king right if they are not in a place where they would you elect somebody who is a dumbo Yeah, thank you. I mean, I wouldn't. Nobody in their right mind would just elect somebody who is not qualified or equipped enough for that position. And yet the Bible says, "Hey, you are called to be a king. You are called to be I am. The Lord is saying that, "Hey, I am appointing you as my bride, as my ecclesia, with the authority, with the ability, equipped enough." Tell your neighbor, "You are equipped enough." Hey, you are equipped enough baba you are equipped enough you don't have to doubt it because if the word says so you are a king and you have to walk like a king you have to hold yourself like like a king when you're walking around you should know that god has given you the authority to release his glory tell your neighbor you are wired for god's glory You are created to permeate God's glory wherever you walk. Every time I walk into a place, I tell myself, I carry the presence of Jesus. I carry the glory of Jesus and I believe where the kingdom of God is, where I am, there is joy, there is peace, there is righteousness. Wherever I go, there is Jesus. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you carry the glory of God. if in a normal way i would never want to entrust anybody with what is precious to me what do you think god would want to do he would want to test us he want he would want to prove us and that's why i've titled this message tested for glory my question to us is are we tested for glory are we proven enough to carry god's glory can god give us his glory in such a way that he is sure even pastor jiju this morning was ministering he said that hey god wants us to carry his glory and he wants us to know that he he is given us something very precious something very beautiful something very weighty and so why would god want to give it to somebody who would misuse it right you wouldn't give the keys of your home to anybody would you Yeah you have to be sure of the person that that person is trustworthy that person can take care of my home amen i mean anyone who has wanted to buy a car would do a test drive and i know quite a lot of people that are doing test drives 
Why do we do a test drive with a car? Because we want to ensure that car has all the qualities that we want. Yes? It's the same way. When we go through tests, it is just a simple indicator that God wants to ensure that we are ready to carry his glory. Tell your neighbor, you are trusted for glory. Tell your neighbor with conviction, you are trusted for glory. God wants us to carry his presence, carry his healing, carry his nature. Anywhere we go, God wants us to carry his love wherever we go into. Amen. And when we look at the Bible, uh, one of the things that I want us to be done with today is when we go through trials, we should never question the fact that is it because I have, have done something wrong? Yeah, anyone like me? I, I always had this tendency. I used to have this tendency when I go through trouble. Is it my, is it because I did something wrong? Did I sin today? I mean, did I sin yesterday? And then I go through my records, even the records of my father's father's father. I will try to make sure that I have confessed any generational cut cares that I have to break. Yeah, so if the Bible very clearly says, First John 1, 9, uh, that has settled a lot of my confusion. If you have confessed your sins, if you have sinned, if you have sinned, anyone who is holy, you don't qualify into this, <laughs> into this verse, but if you have sinned, the Bible says that he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all. All means all. There is no particular big sin or small sin. It says all. And so if you know that you have sinned, confess your sin. But never let the lie of the enemy torment you. Amen? And Father, right now, I just want to pray for guilt and shame to be broken in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here, anyone who is watching online, you have been tormented by guilt. I want that right now to be broken. Father, release confidence that your word says, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to God to forgive us and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. We thank you in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Jesus, the Son of God, was tested. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, after Jesus was baptized in the water and baptized by the Holy Spirit, what happened? Heaven opened up and the Father said, Hey, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Soon after that, hallelujah, tell your neighbor, get ready for tests. Nobody wants to declare that, right? <laughs> I mean, if we know the purpose of test, which I'll get into. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 says, Jesus, after being baptized by the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by, by which spirit? It's a capital S, yeah? It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus, who was full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Amen. Lord, lead me into the wilderness. No, I never like those songs that say that bring those tests in, you know, I am ready for those tests. I never like those <laughs> songs that we sing. I Here I am, Jesus, you know, break me, mold me, you know, cleanse me. I'm like, Lord, I don't know whether I want to be broken, you know, and that is the reality that we don't like to be broken. We don't want to be. But to carry the glory of God, God wants our heart to be at the right position. Amen? And it is not for me or you to judge whether your heart or my heart is right. The Lord will judge. The Lord will help us discern to know whether we need to be shaped up or not. Right? And so the, this scripture says, Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. Wow! <laughs> Hallelujah. And what did what happened? We I'm sure we know these scriptures. I would encourage you to read the different tests. But the, I when I when I study the scriptures and when I've tried to analyze what the devil usually does, you like to hear tricks, right? Yeah, you like to be aware of things. Uh, one of the three things that I have personally concluded with is three areas that the enemy tries to tempt us with. He makes us doubt the word of God that he has spoken over us. Yeah? When we go through trial, one of the things is like, ah, revival and restoration. 
കേട്ടിട്ടുണ്ട് കേട്ടിട്ടുണ്ട് അബൌട്ട് ദിസ് വാട്ട് റിവൈവൽ വാട്ട് റെസ്റ്റുറേഷൻ ഐ എം ബീങ് ബ്രോക്കൺ എവറി ഡേ ഐ എം ഗോയിങ് ഫ്രം വൺ ട്രബിൾ ടു ദി അതർ ഐ എം ഗോയിങ് ഫ്രം വൺ പെയിൻ ടു ദി നെക്സ്റ്റ് വൺ ആൻഡ് സോ ദെൻ വി ഡൌട്ട് ദ വേർഡ് ദ ഗോഡ് ഹാസ് സ്പോക്കൺ ഐ റിമെമ്പർ every time there would be a man of god that would come in and uh, you know point at me and say that hey you are going to get married this year i am excited even now i'm excited okay uh, and uh, you're going to get married this year 2000 has gone by 2001 has gone by 2010 is gone 2020 is gone 21 22 tish tish 22 ticking right <laughs> and then when you don't see the word of god come alive it is so easy to doubt the word of god yeah and that is exactly what i want you to know this is a trick of the enemy never ever doubt the word of god you will never lack the promises of god that is what the word of god says not even a single word will fall on ground unless it has fulfilled its purposes isaiah 55 amen the word of god will not return to god unless it has fulfilled its purposes it's just a matter of waiting wait is not easy trust me on this i know the grace of waiting yeah wait is not easy but you will get married baba you will have children if the lord has told you that this is what he would do he is not man to lie tell your neighbor you are ready for glory ah come on yeah tell your neighbor with conviction hey get ready for glory and one of the things the enemy will try to do to you is to doubt this word that you are ready for glory yeah the second area that god the enemy would want us to be shaken with is in the understanding of god's nature yeah is god good i mean god will definitely do that for pastor john and pastor hanna you know you know uh, i don't even have a cycle forget the fact that god would give me the blessings on earth you know i don't have even a car they have a big car you know they have this they have that look at their house i am still staying in rented house only you know and and so it is so easy to doubt the nature of god that he will do it for others but he will never do it for me but i want you to know that if god says he is jehovah jaira he is jehovah jaira if he says he is jehovah shalom he is jehovah jalom shalom if he is he says he will comfort you he is the best comforter that you can ever have amen and if he says he is a king of kings and you are his representatives on earth he calls you the kings and daughters the sons and daughters of god amen tell your neighbor you are kings tell your neighbor with a conviction hey you are kings amen the third thing that the enemy tries to do is to question our identity as sons and daughters yeah we tend to doubt the fact that hey i mean i don't feel worthy i mean i don't feel that i am a son of god it's so easy to sing i am a child of god child of god right it's so easy to sing but when we go through trials we don't feel like we are a child of god we are like ah oh, looks like i've done something you know and so it's so easy to not feel our identity but this is exactly what happens to us we go through the test of life so that we know that we are proven as sons and daughters of god jesus went through the test luke chapter 4 verse 13 and 14 says after all these tests if you look at the test if you are the son of god do this didn't god say this jump off the cliff even he will send his angels and jesus said don't test don't test the nature of god don't test yeah so the enemy will try to do everything in his capacity to make you waver but jesus passed all these tests and verse 13 and 14 says the devil left him until an opportune time and jesus returned in the power of the holy spirit and news spread about him once you are tested god will trust you with glory and with fame amen once you're tested in your heart and your heart is ready to give god back the glory that he is due he will trust you with more of his glory more of his power more of his ability for his signs and wonders to flow through you i remember 
I mean, there are so many times when somebody calls me up and says that, Hey, pastor, thank you for praying for me. I got healed. I'm like, oh, wow. And in my heart, I'm not saying, wow, God, you know, I'm like, oh, it happened through me. Wow. Yeah. And it's a natural response. We tend to feel good about what happened by God through us. Yeah. God did the miracle, but we tend to take that glory. But when we are ready, and so now I, I've changed my prayers. I tell the Lord, Lord, when you think I'm ready to handle your glory, let your glory come. Yeah. I long to see what we read in the scriptures. You know, when I, when my shadow falls around, people are getting healed. I want to see the dead being raised. I want to see the miracles in the Bible come alive because the Bible says greater than Jesus. Amen. Greater than what Jesus did, we will do. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Greater than Jesus. I haven't even started doing what Jesus did. Forget the fact greater than Jesus. Yeah. So I've been telling the Lord, Lord, when you think I would not misuse your glory, your power, your thing and be wanting to be famous, give me your glory because I want people to be delivered. And I like what Pastor Jijo said. I mean, God wants to trust us so that we can give this, we can properly use God's glory for his kingdom's expansion. Not to build our ministry, not to build our name, not to build our kingdom, but to build God's glory. Tell your neighbor, hey, you are ready for God's glory. Amen. Jesus was tested with loneliness. He was tested with humiliation. He was tested with rejection. He was tested with pain. He went, through, he was beaten up. He had a shameful death. I'm sure we've not gone to that extent, right? <laughs> but yet Jesus obeyed God the Father till the end. It is my prayer, Lord, I want to obey you no matter what. Whether I get the blessings on earth or not, it doesn't matter. All I want is I want to live this life fully fulfilling whatever you want. When you say go, I go. When you say move, I move. When you say God, uh, stand upside down. If that means that you, that is going to reveal your glory, I am good with that. I remember a woman of God uh, said that uh, she had this experience where she said, God, more of you. No, more of you, more of you. I'm sure some of you would recognize who this person is. And uh, she had this encounter with God where she was all shaking and she was on the floor for days. And after some time, uh, she, if I'm not mistaken, she had to be, she was standing, she was on her head with her legs up. Thankfully, she was wearing pants. Hallelujah. Yeah. And uh, what happened is after that, you think that God would do these crazy things. Read the Bible. When I read some of these prophets and these, uh, you know, that they had to sleep on one side on the nail, a bed full of nail. I'm like, is that you, Jesus? I mean, I mean, that is that is something so crazy that God would ask to do, right? But God did that so that in those days, he could reveal his heart, repent, turn around. This is what I want. He made the prophets of the old do that. He may not do that through us. But God would test our heart in obedience. Tell your neighbor, get ready. John Bevere says, spiritual maturity is tied to obedience, not time. It's not how old we are in Jesus Christ. And I was born again in 1998. It is not about the fact that we are so old in Christ, but it's about our obedience. Amen. Tell your neighbor, get ready to obey the Lord. As we study the Bible, we see that people in the Bible were tested. Yeah, you look at Moses. He led the people from Egypt into the promised land. But if you look at it, he went through a training period of 40 years in the palace. I'm sure we would like to have that, yeah? With all the uh, skills and all the good uh, people to train us, to equip us. We have some trainers here. And if we have the best people in the land, nothing like it, right? I want to be trained by that, by that person, by that company, by that people, you know? All of that is good. And so Moses had that. But after after that, he had a 40 years in the wilderness where he was asked to shepherd his father-in-law's sheep. Amen. 40 years of being a shepherd of sheep. And sheep, if you know, 
I mean, they don't listen to what you you feel. Yeah, if you say, tell them come here, they'll go that way. Yeah, and you have to use the rod to make sure that they walk in the direction that you want the sheep to grow to go into. But that was what God had to shape Moses to. Why? Because God's people are very precious to Him. Amen. God loves His people. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So, for God to trust the people. To Moses, he had to tame Moses' heart. Be- before he could even give those, I don't know how many billion of people, you know, that he had to lead from Egypt, he had to be trained in such a beautiful way that he had a shepherd's heart. Amen. He had to shepherd God's people. Before that, he had only forty years of shepherding the sheep. Anybody who likes to have that as a profession. Hallelujah, and but that's exactly what God does. God te- tests us, He trains us, He prunes us, He shapes us up before He can get us to even experience some of these signs and wonders. It's so good to say, "Okay, God, we need Your glory on that cloud, you know, that pillar, the fire, you know, the splitting of the sea, so that I can walk right through it." I want those miracles, but none of us would definitely want the test paper of forty years of taking care of sheep. Man, man, man! You know we don't want that. But that is exactly what Moses had to face at a higher level. It was just that it was people that were like, man, man, water, you know, burger, meat, you know, all of it. So this is what exactly he had to be ready with. So when you go through tests, remember God is preparing you for a greater purpose. Amen. Joshua also was trained as a servant of Moses. Numbers chapter eleven and verse twenty-eight says he was trained as a servant, as a personal servant to Moses, and he never was—he never led as a frontline leader up until Moses was dead. He, he had to wait until the Baba was over in the out of the picture. Then only he was interested, and so he had so many years of waiting. For his assignment to step into his assignment, up until then, what did he do? He stuck faithfully. Tell a neighbor, stick faithful. Stay faithful to your assignments. Maybe the Lord is calling you to be a second line leader. Maybe the Lord is calling you to be an usher. Maybe the Lord is calling you to be behind the scene. Whatever the Lord is calling you to. The Lord is actually testing your heart. Maybe you've received a prophecy. God is going to make you a mighty man of God, and you're still ushering. You know, for years, for years and years, you're ushering. Don't worry. There is a time. Tell your neighbor. God is testing you for His glory. When you look at the lives of David, all the disciples, they were they had to go through a lot of testing. David had a lot of rejection to go into. Yeah, and yet uh, I, uh, there's this particular passage that I was so blown away with. The enemies envelop David. The Philistines tell, welcome him, and after that they reject him. I mean, that's the greatest rejection you can face, right? Your enemy, the enemy of your kingdom, is now welcoming you. Suddenly they're like, no more, enough. We can't trust you. He didn't even do anything, but just because Philistines were the enemy of Israel, they didn't want to trust him. But it was in that battle, the rejection that David went into, that battle where King Saul and Jonathan were killed. After that, David became king. And many a times, our moment of rejection is our moment of destiny. Amen. Tell your neighbor, your moment of destiny is coming. David went through rejection with his wife. His wife dishonored him because he was a worshipper. David went through rejection from his boss. King Saul rejected him. He was chasing him down to kill him. And if you keep looking at the Bible, there's a lot of rejections. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of problems that people went through. But after they qualified, after they were proven, God gives them the glory. What do we do when we go through tests? What should be our response? I want to mention three things. Uh, James chapter one verse two to four says, "Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials." Amen. <laughs> 
it's not good news today right don't worry count it all joy when you encounter i am preparing you for jesus coming amen the, the lord is coming soon he wants a bride that is ready prepared to be his ecclesia to be his pure beautiful bride that is functioning in their full potential and so today's message is to help you get ready when you face trials and to have a good perspective when you go through trials how to face it so one of the things that this verse says is count it all joy when you go through various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance and then it goes on to say let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect another translation says mature and complete anyone who has prayed lord make me like you amen i have said that so many times and every time i go through trouble i have to keep this on mind this verse i have prayed those prayers and so god is answering my prayers Amen every test makes me more and more like Jesus he it makes it cultivates patience it cultivates joy it cultivates the strength it actually shows me where i stand in my faith yeah every time we have trouble i'm sure many of us at least i have where we we doubt the nature of god okay god i mean are you really with me did you dump me and go Did you leave me and go are you really in this picture when Jesus had that question father where did you go yeah so when we go through trouble it's so normal it's so natural for us to doubt but then if we keep the big picture i'm going through this trouble because god is making me mature god is making me more like the son of god amen we are kings and priests we are his sons and daughters and god wants to entrust us with his glory but he wants us to be mature sons and daughters that he can trust his glory with amen god is actually preparing us for greater purposes i just sense in my heart that uh, Uh, there are some young people here i can see you with my eyes but i'm not wanting to say your names there are so many people so many young people here that god wants to use your hands wants to use you to reveal his glory and father i pray for everyone that is seated here father even when they are going through difficult situations oh god they will be able to keep their eyes on you jesus to know that you are shaping them that you are helping them to be mature to be more and more ahaba yakuba handa later be siantul bandli andrea that you are preparing your bride jesus uh, will be so ready to carry your glory i pray a blessing upon this generation generation god almighty they will run they will not grow weary father bless your children in jesus mighty name amen the lord is preparing us to be his bride and so when we go through tests keep this big picture on mind that we are becoming more and more like jesus count it joy when you go through trials various trials so when you have one test paper after the other don't go into that blame game story If you have sinned confess your sin and get right with God but never let that devil yeah question the nature of God question the fact that you are not fit for God's purposes never let his lies he will cause accusations he will cause you to hear lies he will throw all kinds of blame at you never ever once forgiven forever forgiven Don't let that guilt ever torment you and I speak from experience the enemy likes us to be weighed down with guilt with shame with with the things of the past but never if Jesus has forgiven you that's it tell your neighbor get ready for glory Jesus the son of god in hebrews 4:15 it says we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness but one who has been tempted in all things but yet was without sin so jesus was pure he was holy and yet he went through trials he was tempted but he he had the grace of god he tapped into the holy spirit and ensured that he stayed sinless and so is the same spirit that is with us to overcome 
The second thing that I want us to remember when we go through trials, strengthen ourselves in the Lord. There's a book by Bill Johnson and I've been reading that book and it's been such a great blessing. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Strengthen yourself. Learn to cultivate this, uh, this habit of focusing on the goodness of God, focusing on His nature, especially when you're going through trouble. First Corinthians 10.13 says, There's no temptation, no trial that God hasn't prepared for you. I mean, that He has not prepared you ahead of. When you go through trial, He's already given you a way of escape. And I want you to know God is walking with you. God is in your boat. You are not in the storm alone. You are not in the storm alone. Yeah, Jesus is with you. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is with you. You are not alone. Jesus has never left you, especially when you're going through trouble. He walks with you. I mean, one of the things that the enemy will try to make us do is to doubt the fact that, hey, God has left me. But if he says, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, that settles it. Amen. You might not understand. You and I, we will not understand. I like what Bill Johnson said. He says, one thing that I never want to end up uh, doing is to question the nature of God. And he says, I love the mystery of not knowing things. I am okay to not know why things are happening like this. I am okay to know. Uh, I don't need to have the answers of everything. And so some people come and ask me certain doubts. Honestly, I don't have the answers to it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay to say, I don't know. Hey, pastor, you're supposed to be knowing the Bible. I know the Bible. The Bible says you will have trouble in this world. That's the only thing that I know. And so if the Bible says so, you're going through trouble. I'm going through trouble. You have problem. I have problem. But Jesus will get us through it. Amen. This Bible Tells us that he, we, he, he carries us through. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's with us from the beginning till the end. He walks with us even through that water. Even when you're going through water, through fire, the Bible says it will not scorch you. It will not drown you. He will bring you out of that situation. Amen. Tell your neighbor, get ready for glory. When we go through trials, remember the big picture. We are being pruned and tried and tested to be proven sons of God so that we can be trusted with His glory. Secondly, learn to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, Rejoice always. Hallelujah. Pray without ceasing. I don't even have my quiet time. Forget. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. Some of us have been praying I mean, during the prayer line or when the people call us, uh, Pastor, please, please pray for the will of God in my life. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. When we are going through trouble, none of this is easy. But when we have good days, if we can practice this, if we can cultivate this as a habit, when we go through trouble, it will be a natural response. Amen? When we are going through our good days, I don't know whether you saw that song, In Your Good Days. You know, anyway, I, I don't want to sing that song. It says that, uh, you know, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Na, 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 na. Okay, nobody knows that song? Okay, just watch YouTube. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. If we can learn to pray without ceasing, when we are going through good times, when you go through trouble, our natural response will be to go back to God. Amen. And to give thanks. What happens when you give thanks? Linz and I, I mean, we have this habit. Every day morning, during our family prayer, we take time just to thank God for everything that we can think of. Thank you for the rains. Thank you, Lord, that our land has rains, you know, in due season. And thank you, God, for the food we have. Thank you for the shelter we have. Thank you for family. Thank you for people that I can call, you know, phone a friend. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful church uh, family that I have. Thank you for my leaders. Thank you, Lord God, for uh, everything that I enjoy, the air that I breathe, thanks to COVID. I don't know whether I should say thanks to COVID. At least I know the value of my lungs. Yeah? 
I can breathe well. I am able to breathe well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the freedom of knowing the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that I have you in my life. Amen. As we learn to, you know, cultivate this, have this as a lifestyle, when we go through trouble, our tendency, our natural response will be to tap into heaven's reality. And what is heaven's reality? I am a child of God. I am a king. I am a priest. I am his appointed, designated authority on earth. The more and more we cultivate thanksgiving, it helps us align to heaven's perspective. Amen? Thirdly, when we go through trial, stay focused on your purpose. Tell your neighbor, stay focused. The enemy likes to distract us. And most of the time, I'm, I've done this also, when I go through trouble, I don't feel like serving God. I don't feel like serving God. And this used to be my past. Until I understood, hey, Jesus is not nuts. You know? He's not gone bonkers to call me a king. He's given me the authority on earth. And if he has given me the authority on earth, he's waiting for me to function as his sons, as his daughters, as his representatives. So I better be more functional in his kingdom. Amen. So when you go through trial, make sure you go all aggressive. Go all out. Give that devil a bash by showing him, hey, you want to pin me down? You've not gotten me. You've got the wrong person. I mean, don't take him. Take the next one. <laughs> I mean, I didn't point at you, right? I was just pointing at somebody else. Yeah. I mean, it's you. You've got the wrong person. I am not the one that you, you've gotten. I know who I am. I know who my God is. I know His purposes in my life. I am the designated authority of Jesus on earth, and you have got the wrong person. Amen. Nehemiah chapter six and verse three. When they were trying to intimidate, I thank God for Pastor Hannah. She was saying that fear is one of the things that the enemy tries to paralyze us with. And that's what Nehemiah was constantly faced with. He had a lot of negative words. You can't build a wall. You can't do this. this you're not fit for this. There's a lot of negative things that he, accusations, lies, that he was bombarded with. But look at his response. Nehemiah 6 verse 3 says, I sent messengers, Nehemiah sends messengers to the enemy saying, I am doing a great work, don't disturb me. I am doing a great work. To say this, it takes conviction to know that God has actually given you a great work. Amen. Ushering, media, everything is a great work. There's no insignificant work in the kingdom of God. When you build your wall, that wall gets built. Amen. When you build the wall that is right in front of you, the job that is given right to you, I want you to know the big picture. The, the, the wall will get built in 52 days. Amen. And so God wants you and me to be functional, not dysfunctional, not even non-functional. God does not want us to yield to any fear, to any intimidation, because greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Greater is he. The, ho ho the, the almighty God dwells within you and me. Amen. Greater is he who is in me. Than he who is in the world. There is no enemy bigger than Jesus. There is no problem that is bigger than Jesus. Jesus can walk into any situation. He can come through. Amen. There is no river, no ocean, no sea, no water that God cannot part. There is no fire that he cannot quench. There is no situation that this almighty God cannot solve. And I want you to know that he has called you and my, uh, me as his representatives. He has called us to be his ecclesia, his sons and daughters, his kings, his sons and daughters with his authority. And he wants to trust us with his glory. For that, can we be tested so that we can be trusted? So what do we do when we face with tests? Welcome it. Bring it on, Jesus. Yeah? Why? Because He's with me. Bring it on, Jesus. I want to be proven as your sons and daughters. 
I want to be that mature son that will carry your glory, that will be able to show forth the power and glory of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us to keep our eyes on you, Jesus. In the midst of all our problems, in the midst of all our situations that seem to be so big before us, God. Father, we look to you, Jesus. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you, Jesus. Here we are, God. Can we be his trusted sons and daughters? Can we be his the Lord is coming soon and he is counting on you and me to be his builders, to be his sons and daughters that will allow his presence to go. Abania to flow. Do not allow the enemy to take you down with doubt or with fear or with intimidation because God is with you. He has cleansed you with his blood. He has made you pure. He has made you blameless. If you feel in your heart and you want to rededicate your life and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to show forth your glory in and through my life. It is not to. Sh- it is not before any one but I want you to raise your hands before the Lord and tell him I want to show forth your glory I want to reveal your plans your purposes in and through my life father we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus I sense this name I sense his name Gloria. The Lord wants you to know that God has called you. I hear this name Merlin. The Lord clearly tells, uh, uh, wants you to know that you are called to show forth his glory. The Lord has equipped you. The Lord has prepared you. Akazanto Shi Albanta Sajan, I hear your name. The Lord is calling you to be an influencer in this generation. You are already an influencer, but the Lord wants to trust you with more, with more. Azakakatalayanda. Rebebebebeyandra Jacob. Jacob John. The Lord wants you to know that He has called you. Abba Hasanta. Rebebebebeyandra. To be a father in this generation. I hear this name Abraham it's your surname and the Lord wants you to know that I hear this name Jiva, yeah, Jiva. The Lord calls you Abba Niantra. It's not Jivan, Jiva. Yeah, Jiva. The Lord calls you Nama Niantra. You are called to flow in healing signs and wonders. And the Lord wants to restore you in passion, restore you in glory, restore you to believe, to believe, to believe, to believe, to believe. Barakazanto ba kidala yandra. I hear this name, Joseph. The Lord wants you to know, Abba Natalayanda, like Joseph in the Bible. Aha. Hey, hey, hey. Like Joseph in the Bible, there are so many situations that have been coming your way. But I want you to know the Lord's timing is so perfect. He will exalt you. He will lift you up. There is no need to feel ashamed. God, I have nothing to show. I have nothing in my life to pahayanda. But the Lord is with you. The Lord's favor was with Joseph. And the Lord's favor is upon you. Father, I thank you, God, for Abba Niandra. I want you to rise up to your feet. And Anaka. 
Kabante Zirianta, Rebebebeyanta. Here we are, King Jesus. As you are preparing us, as your ecclesia, as your body, as your church to arise in this generation, oh God. Father, here we are. Here we are. Will you not trust us with more, oh God? Will you not trust us with more, oh God? David decided not to be offended. David decided not to be offended. Joseph decided not to be offended. The Bible has so many people that decided, that made decisions in their life, that they will not be offended because they they knew how to strengthen themselves in the Lord. Some of you have not had your, your time with God in a long time. The Lord is calling you for a greater devotion. For a greater devotion. Hallelujah. Jesus paid a price. He bought you with his precious blood. And he longs for his time with you. And if it's that, if it's you, if it's you, I want you to talk to Jesus and tell him, here I am, Jesus. Maybe you've made this decision so many times and you have failed, but I want you to know it's okay. Keep telling the Lord, God, I come back to you. I want to restore my time with you, God. I want a restoration. I want a revival in my time with you, Jesus. I want to see this come alive, God Almighty. I want to rededicate my time for you, God Almighty. More of you, Jesus. More of your presence, oh God. More of your glory. I want your glory. I want your glory. I want more of you, Jesus. If that is you, I want you to. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I would rather, I would rather, Lord, that you test me, God Almighty, so that I can be given your glory, God, that I can see your glory, your purposes, your plans being fulfilled in and through my life, oh God, in my generation. I don't want my generation to go by without Jesus. And here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I want more of you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I just want to pray for everyone that is wanting their time to be on fire. The time with Jesus to be on fire. Lord, I pray for all my brothers and sisters, oh God. Let there be a rekindling, oh God, of their time with you, God. Let them long for your presence. Let there be a deeper longing for your presence, oh God. Let the in their times with you, God. Let them experience your presence. Let them experience your glory father we thank you god almighty we give you all praise and glory in jesus mighty name we pray amen i believe that even as the lord is calling his ecclesia to arise one of the things we should never compromise on is our time with god amen the more and more we spend time in the presence of god his strength flows his purposes will flow he will remind you of what he's called you for and that will give you the boost to keep going, to, to go against all the, the situations that you are faced up with. And that will strengthen you to keep running, to keep building the wall that God has called you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.